Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. This episode of Brand Meet Creator is all about influencer trips. We are breaking down what the brand really expects from you, what those asks should be. Is it paid? Is it complimentary? As well as tons of stories about Sonia's wild years in international influencer trips. Kicking off this episode with another feature of If You Like It, like it. Harley, tell us, what are you liking on the interwebs this week? Oof. The thing that I've gotten so stuck in is the trend of he's a 10, but, and then you give some some kind of reason that he's not yes. a 10 or whatever. Correct. So I like this trend. It's fine in people. It's better in animals, <laughs> specifically in dogs. So Earlier this week, Sonia and I were just sending each other back and forth (laughs) photos of our dogs and saying, he's a 10, but he watches me when I'm showering. He's a 10, but he eats the floorboards. He's a 10, but he eats mouthfuls of horse shit when we're on a hike. Real story. (laughs) Those are all true scenarios about our dogs. About our dogs. So mischievous. Um, Because both of our dogs are 10s, but they definitely have chaotic behavior. But they're definitely both. In absolute terror and menace. <laughs> oh my gosh. My favorite one of these that I've seen with people, though, was actually a brother-sister. Uh-huh. And they were calling, they essentially, they were calling each other out. Uh-huh. So the he's a 10 was the sister delivering a he's a 10 to the brother. And then the butt was like a secret that she knew about him. And it was incredible. It was incredible. They were both like really... Really funny ones, but uh, it is a good trend. I feel like it's going to burn out soon, but I love it. But I'm loving it while it's happening. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Lately, I've been hearing so much about the events of the summer and brands wanting influencers to come and join the party as if they were not working during the party. (laughs) So today we're talking about what brands can expect from events, how you can handle going to these influencer events. Should you get paid? Should you do? I don't even know. So Sonia, I know that you've been around the block with influencer events. Mm -hmm. Tell me more, girlfriend. Oh my goodness. Um, So in my early PR days, um, inviting influencers to events or on trips was a brand new idea. I think the first time I took influencers on a major trip, um, we're talking out of the country and we planned everything on the brand's behalf and including I had to attend was maybe 2016. This is like uh, a full-on event. Like you oh, were an event planner. Yeah. 100%. I was an event planner. I was a babysitter. I was all of the things. People look back at my life then when I was like going to all-inclusive resorts at with influencers, like being on boats and stuff like, oh, it must have been so much fun. No. No. 
It was not. Like, you can't drink. You're not actually friends with the influencers, but you sort of are. You're also trying to collect all the content on behalf of the brand and make sure the brand likes it. The brand is freaking out the whole time that something isn't going to go right. And it's just sometimes you have influencers who are just really not fun to travel with. Mm -hmm. So I definitely have stories and I have thoughts about these trips. Yeah, I just think the the tough part is... You get into this space where the brand really thinks they're like doing something for you and that mm-hmm. you're going to get this like amazing content and amazing whatever as if it's just a photo shoot when sure. instead you're really creating this experience where, yeah, if you're doing things, it's hard to get content. You still need to be up at the crack of dawn to shoot. You still need to be out at golden hour to shoot. So what are you doing in the middle of the day? Like, what are you doing this whole time? Because they're not getting paid to just, I mean, and they're not getting paid to (laughs) post all day. Sometimes they were getting paid, I will say. Um, It really depends. And I think now more than ever, people are not jumping on to influencer trips without upfront pay unless Mm -hmm. they are really emerging. So they're really not as big. Back then, it was a bigger people. I just don't think people necessarily know mm. that that you can get paid for these trips. Um, sure. And the travel industry is really weird about pay in the first place because if it's an experience, mm. I mean, hotels don't pay. Generally, yeah. hotels don't pay unless you're a photographer who is licensing rights to these hotels. They mm-hmm. really don't pay for the post, no matter what size you're at. Sure. The, the payment is we're letting you stay here for free. Right. And again, sometimes that's worth it for someone, even if they have a lot of followers. Like you're going to create the content in the hotel anyway. You know you're going to give the room tour anyway. So, you know, I guess we'll go ahead and do it. And a lot of times when we were planning these brand trips, and I'm sure it still happens now, we would be in contact with the PR people for the resort that we were staying at and be getting pretty heavy discounts for the brand Mm -hmm. um, because we knew that the influencers would be tagging or we'd be sharing the content with them. Um, um, or at the very least, the brand would be reposting the mm-hmm. content and tagging and mentioning the right. hotels. So it's an interesting world. So the first time this came up for me was mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend who had just signed on to an agency and she got pitched on a trip to mm, Legoland, something like that. A full day experience with you okay. got to bring all the kids and mm-hmm. it's a whole shebang and she was like oh this is so fun like my whole whole family gets to come for free and her agency was like that's 10k and (laughs) she was like oh oh, okay understood like (laughs) this is still posting this is still work this is not a free-for-all fun time because you really do have to get the content so at that point like yeah we're bringing the videographer we're bringing the person that can actually help you along the way with shooting because Mm -hmm. maybe husband isn't the best maybe the babysitter needs to come along so that you can get the better content 
Mm-hmm. We used to always have a photographer that we hired to come on the trip with. And now one of my friends actually, who is an influencer, but he's also just a really great photographer. He gets hired a lot for these because he is so friendly with so many influencers that goes that go on these trips. So then it's really nice because they can all share one photographer instead mm-hmm. of everybody asking for a plus one or for their photographer. Right. A lot of times it's their boyfriend and they want to bring them on the trip. And it's just becomes a little bit problematic with the asks. Um, So I think if you are a brand planning a trip or an excursion like this, hire a photographer that can handle the content for everybody for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd also say that like an influencer trip, like if you're an influencer thinking of going, like it is not truly a vacation. Ask how much downtime there is. Ask about like free time. Ask about the schedule because of course – Yeah, it is a work trip and you can have fun on a work trip and you can experience things and maybe you extend your stay and you have like some alone time and and it all makes it worth it for you. But there's also a lot that gets done. So it's like on these trips, a lot of them were for swimwear or summer Mm -hmm. companies, what I would call footwear, sunglasses, like all types of things. And so we would, of course, be shooting at the resort or on the beach or other Mm -hmm. places. But then we're booking a boat. We're Mm -hmm. doing a whale watching. We're doing a waterfall climb. Like we're getting other moments that we have all these different backdrops Mm -hmm. um, and essentially producing like a full all out campaign uh, in another country. Um, And that's probably what other brands are going to be doing as well. Like most likely they're packing it full of events. So ask about that downtime Mm -hmm. uh, before you commit. I even think about like going on vacation with my husband and having to unlearn the I'm on this trip, so I must have content because Mm -hmm. my husband is not a photographer. I don't need to, you know, get all down about the fact that this this photo is not fabulous. And Mm -hmm. I think that really stems from when a lot of us start, it's like, yeah, I want to be an influencer. I want to go on all the cool trips and, you know, be all bougie and aspirational. But that really when you start is your content. When you're posting as a general population, you are taking your pictures during vacation and posting out the wazoo and Mm -hmm. that's all you got. But as you start to, you know, get that day-to-day stuff and you're always taking pictures and you're always taking videos, it's, it's harder to go out into the wild, be an influencer in the wild and (laughs) do good things. Yeah, definitely is. And I would say the other interesting phenomenon that we're starting to see is like number one, and I think it's, we're starting to see these things again. It's not like this is the first wave of trips or the first wave of events. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to take a solid two, two and a half years off because of COVID from in-person type things. So I think we're just seeing a big resurgence like, oh yeah. And just a resurgence (laughs) of, or another surge of influencer marketing is just getting so Mm -hmm. big at this point that now you have a new crop of influencers to choose from. Your, Your OG people are maybe too big to bring on these kind of things. Yep, and now we're having TikTok influencers. We have other types of people. Yep. Um, But to your point about, like, not being able to rest while on vacation, like, as a brand marketer, I have been seeing influencers start to pitch me their trips again. And Mm. this used to happen a lot more frequently where people were going on vacation. They want to help subsidize. Yeah, they want to help subsidize how expensive it is. They're going to be somewhere exotic, so they want to, like, sign content. Specialty content. Yeah. Yeah. 
it is a great idea, but keep in mind what Harley is saying is that like then you are giving away your free time. You are giving mm-hmm. away your ability to go to different public places without yeah. the burden of shooting content. Right. So if you are selling that trip to brands, be aware you're losing your vacation and you're turning it into work. Again. Right. You might be able to bring five brands, but mm-hmm. that makes it a work trip and that makes yep. it exhaustive. And that means you're up at sunrise every day. You're out at sunset. You're not sunburned mm-hmm. during this trip. <laughs> Points yep. out self. <laughs> yep. And if you sell that content to a brand in advance, like remember, you don't have the opportunity to reshoot. So you better also like be shooting a lot of extra frames, a lot of extra video, um, because if they want edits or anything else, like the opportunity to reshoot is gone. You're back. Right. And that turnaround time, it's just it's it's really sticky. So tell us about this whole 2016 influencer trip. You said the brand expectations were off the wall. Yes. They they wanted everyone to go for free, which was very difficult because we were dealing with people who had almost some of the people had almost a million followers back then. then. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy to convince them to go for free. I think we ended up convincing them to go for extreme discounts or like next to free. And they were able to bring like multiple guests and all of this mm. stuff. And then once we got there, although we had outlined quite clearly like what they'd be doing, how much content, all this stuff, the brand just was not happy as to how much was happening live and continued to harp on me every single day as to like, when are we going to see more content? Can you get them to make more content? Can you Mm. do this? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is not what we agreed upon. Like we're already here. Like the people are not happy that I keep asking them for more stuff. It's just not a fun environment to be in for me, for them. I don't know if this is just me, but when I'm on vacation, when I'm actually out and about, what I'll do is like collect content throughout the day and then like really curate what I want to post at the end of the day. So I'm sure the brand is sitting back in New York or wherever and they're watching their phones and all of these influencers that are at their event and they're like, what the hell? Like nothing is happening. Why aren't they posting? And it's like, no, but that's not how it works. That's not how that's especially at that point in time with all the curated feeds, like give me a sec, please. Yep. I think it was like stories had just started to become a thing. Um, And yeah, it was a wild time. I think we had rain one day. So like really messed up the shoot schedule. Mm -hmm. And I just remember it as being a miserable, miserable time that really turned me off from doing those ever again. Any influencer horror stories throughout this? I do remember influencers on the trip straight up being like, I'm not coming to dinner. Like, just not show up to some of the events that you had on the calendar um, because they were just, like, over it or just didn't want to. I think, like, one time the girl got in a fight with her boyfriend and they just, like, didn't come. I was just like, I can't. Like, it's so much drama. One time we left the – we made it all the way to the airport and the luggage did not get loaded correctly and someone's luggage was still back at the hotel. Oh, no. I've had some really – some really fun choice moments. So I went to, I totally forgot about this. I went to an 
influencer event uh, last summer and it was kind of pulled together. The brand like really didn't know what they wanted and they really just hadn't done anything like this before. It was partially a vacation for them. So they really didn't have crazy expectations. So none of it was like an issue. But some of the people that they invited weren't treating this like a job who would just stand by the pool and create TikToks and then they would bounce and like do their own thing. And when those expectations aren't clear, you run into such, you just run into failure. Like I I really think that this, this scope of work thing within influencer marketing needs to be treated like a job. Like if you do not have your roles and responsibilities, you're not going to take the job in the corporate world. So why are we pretending otherwise here? I do want to pivot to events more than trips because I think that events are really starting to pile up now. They're becoming hot again. And, you know, trips are definitely still going to happen and they'll probably continue to build up. But events are more common because they're localized. It's easy to get to stores, whatever else. What have you been seeing in the event world? Are people asking for you to come and commit to content? So one that I was DM'd about recently was a influencer in the golf space. And she was asked to go to this big golf event. She has a connection in the golf world. Like her cousin is like a PGA, I don't even speak this language kind of person. And she would have to take a plane, which means you're obviously staying in a hotel to go to this one day event. And in exchange for this posting... She would get lunch from the food truck for free. Your $12 sandwich is free. And so she asked me and she was like, what is the expectation for this? Like, can I ask them to cover my flights? Can I ask them to cover my hotel? Like, they're not paying for content. So what? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something that is out of touch with reality, for sure. I remember back in the good old days when we'd be throwing events here in New York and inviting influencers or or even out at our L.A. office, the you know, standard was really that we didn't require anyone to post, of course, unless that they were paid. But every brand is vying for some form of organic content Mm -hmm. to happen if they're putting on an event. So what would end up happening is that we would be building some sort of moment, whether that be an incredible flower wall, Mm -hmm. some sort of wildly beautiful dessert, some sort of a gift bag that was over the top or like a performer. The brand would, instead of investing in the influencers individually to each secure post, they would be investing in the full experience Mm -hmm. in some sort of over-the-top way so that the influencer, it was irresistible for them to post. Now, I think people don't really post on their stories in the same way in terms of like, I'm here at this thing, isn't it cool? Do they? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Sometimes I think some people do and some people don't. Um, But back then stories were new and they were a big deal. And getting people (laughs) to post stories live from your event was like a big thing. So we did a lot of stuff. Like I took a group of influencers to a Taylor Swift concert. Oh, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) For um, this, we had it. Yeah, this was for a boots company. Oh, a cowboy boot company. It was genius. actually super fun and way less expensive than paying all of them because what we did was we hired a party bus. 
we bought a suite at the mm-hmm. Staples Center and then we gifted everybody the boots Ooh. and had them come and they all got to sit in a suite at the Staples Center to watch Taylor Swift. And so, of course, they were posting like crazy um, because it was super fun. You know, those are the types of things that we were thinking through because the total investment for that is actually, it sounds very expensive, but it's actually a lot less money than paying each influencer to post content and stories and other things. This is way before Reels even existed. Mm -hmm. But not only are you doing that, but you're getting like the lifestyle of the brand in there. Like we're not just country. We're like pop and it's fun and you want to be part of this brand because we go to concerts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I think brands will move back to that. I have been seeing beauty brands do some fun stuff very recently now that they're feeling more comfortable hosting events. Um, And I highly recommend it if you can find the right influencers and give them the right type of experience without holding their hand to the flame. That is the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. Like you can't hold their hand to the flame and say like you have to post the whole night. Mm -hmm. You have to be open to how they decide to interpret it themselves. Right. Absolutely. I have a friend that works at an agency that does uh, White Fox Boutique uh, events. And I've been seeing those all up the wazoo on her on her feed. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's this, you know, summer pool party or she went to uh, the Miami Swim Week and they're throwing parties for influencers there. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's on I think it's on its way back and it's really ramping up. But um, what this makes me think of this whole moment of reason you post that sounds like a PR package. Yeah. You know, it sounds like I'm going to send you this crazy, beautiful, intricate PR package. We don't have a, we don't have a budget said in quotes, and I'm going to really hope to the gods that, (laughs) (laughs) that you are going to open this package and say, wow, this needs to go on my story. Yep. I did once have a brand um, do this, but they did they did pay the influencers for a package of stories surrounding it, and it did work very very well. Um, I don't know if they've had this pop up in other cities, but here we had Color Factory for a long time, um, and we essentially rented out the Color Factory for half a day for influencers to come and make content inside. And we gave them, of course, the product once they had arrived, um, which the product came in a rainbow of colors, which is why it made sense. And then we had a photographer on site to photograph them interacting. Um, And the package of stories plus the idea that we gave them this really cool environment to create Mm -hmm. content on almost all of them ended up also posting on feed something yeah yeah I I think it's the going above and beyond for these people that are you know essentially an extension of your team and that's what we really have to think about like it's not a clout thing like I keep hearing you know, a business that is like, I just want this influencer to come and teach a workout event. And then they'll go to the event after they'll teach a workout class and then they'll go to the event after. And like, that's, you know, the, the bees knees for them and they'll (laughs) love it and they don't get paid, but it's great and fun. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, this is work. What do you mean? (laughs) Like number one, teaching that class in and of itself, Mm -hmm. like how much prep does that take? And number two, what do you want from them at this event? What do you, what do you want? 
When it comes to influencer marketing, there will always be people who think that influencers are not worth their value. And there will always be people who get it and who are well-educated and understand the power of influencers. And I get it, get it. Yeah. And I think the faster that influencers are no longer triggered by those people who don't get it. I know. (laughs) Harley's still in the triggered zone. But the faster that you release that and you're like, F these people, they don't understand the power. I'm just going to give it a no. And no other point of my day am I going to think about this again because you're idiotic, the better that you're going to be. And that relates to events, too. Like if someone is going to say, hey, come to this event, do all this shit for free. Right. or I'll give you a lunch cart or whatever. That's not the event for you. If you're going to show up to a cool event and a brand is going to say, here's your Uber code. Here's the time that you show up. Here's the free gifts. Enjoy yourself. And you feel moved to make content and you like that brand. You're probably going to continue to work with them. You're probably going to give your best self to it um, because you weren't, like I said, held to the fire for something completely ridiculous. Right. So. I think my takeaway is, I mean, you guys, you guys see me get triggered because it's it's such a norm in a female-dominated industry for all of this to happen. It's the big picture that really pushes my buttons. At the end of the day, though, bless and release. Like, you do not need to say yes to any of this. There's actually a lot of power in saying no and also being very intentional with your language of, I actually can't provide this service complimentary, but I'd be happy to chat if you have a budget in the future. You know, it's that business language of I know my service costs money. I know this is a service and there should be an expectation of just changing this, changing this industry as a whole. 100%. We love it. We don't just like it. We love it. 